0: Was speaking, and after we had we we had our leadership time, we were walking out. I'm sure you remember that, John. You, we were walking out, and um, as we we walked through the corridor, uh, John pinned me against the wall, and he started prophesying. And that night, he prophesied me into ministry. And look what God can do. And today, we're standing here, Jay. And it's kind of like, John, God used you in, in forming a, a link between Cape Town and Springfield. And, a, a, and God used you that we had no idea what God had in mind at that time. And it, it's, it's something that I want to talk about this morning because, um, you know, when we become intentional about a walk with Jesus, amazing things begin to happen. You have to become intentional about your journey. I speak about a journey with Jesus. My, one, of, one, of, one, of, one of the things that I, I, I hold dear to is that uh, personally is that life is a journey. We've got to learn to enjoy the ride with Jesus. And, and, and so um, this journey of being intentional, of being purposeful, be, you know, being deliberate... Um, making it a way of life, committing to not only the, the beliefs that God establishes in our hearts, but committing to the values that God, God places and begins to shape in us. But then being committed to the purpose of God, because when we become intentional about that, there's some things that begin to happen that we have no idea what God would do. You know, we stand here this morning and we, we think about, we can see some of the dots connect between a journey that John and I started 25 years ago and, 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 and he, he connected us to, to Jay and we get connected to you this morning. But we have got no idea on this journey that we have. If we become intentional about this journey with Jesus, we have got no idea of what God can do. Yeah, we have got no idea. We may never see the, the, the total fruit of what God does there. But we have got no idea on this journey that God does amazing things and that maybe, maybe in some way you can be a part of that and maybe have the opportunity of coming and being involved in some way of what God is, uh, God is doing there. You know, when we, when we, when we think about this year, um, I, I, I go before the Lord every year, and i 'm asking god god what is what is your word for me as a as an individual and, and you know as a pastor and as a a, a leader usually that, that that word that God gives you is not only for you but it begins to extend to the people and and, and your sphere of influence and, and This year God dropped the word intentional into into my life and my heart, and as i 've pondered and i 've I've, I've looked at that. I realized that in many ways God wants wants me to become intentional about specific things in in 2016, and and like I said, you know, when you want to be intentional, it's about being deliberate. It's, being, it's, it's about being purposeful, making that a way of life. And when I think about Jesus, and in John chapter 4 verse 34, you know the disciples were very concerned about Jesus, the well, His well-being, and they were speaking about, uh, they wanted Him to eat because He had been ministering all the time. And Jesus said this in, in, in John chapter f- uh, 4 verse 34, and He said this, He said, My food, and He kind of realigns the... the what they're looking at, and he says to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me, and to finish his work. And, and, and in that moment, he begins to bring something to us, that, that not only concerning his life, but concerning our lives. Uh, I love the, the New Living Translation, puts it this way, it, it, it says, my nourishment. Or, or in other words, the thing that drives me, or the thing that that, that 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 I give myself to every day, Jesus said, is to do the will of Him who sent me, and to finish His work. Now, when we, when we, when that's that's an interesting thing about doing the will of God, because when you when you when you speak about the will of God, you can't ignore the Word of God. Because the will of God is the Word of God. And when you want to do the will of God, you've got to be willing to obey the Word of God. And so Jesus, when He was, when he was speaking, He was saying, uh, the, my nourishment or the thing that drives me on a daily, daily basis is to, to do God's will, to do the Word of God, to obey God in everything that I do. Don't you agree with me this morning that we need to become intentional about doing what the Word of God says? Because when we do what the Word of God says, there's results. You know, you you step out and and even by giving the way you gave, you'll be amazed to see what God begins to do beyond that. But then Jesus doesn't stop there. He says, my food is to do the will of Him who sent me. And then He says this, and to finish His work. In other words, He says, my food, my nourishment is to fulfill the assignment that God has for me. Do you, would you agree with me this morning that every single one of us has an assignment? God has an assignment for every single one of us. A, a unique assignment. And uh, you may sit here this morning and you think, well, wh- what is it that God has for me? Uh, let me? Let me encourage you this morning that there was a time that I, I had the same, the same question. And yet as I became intentional, and that's why I'm speaking about this this morning, becoming intentional about your journey with Jesus. As I became intentional about my journey with Jesus, the Lord started to open up and unfold this assignment, this plan, this purpose. That In Jeremiah, he says, the plan I have for you, it's a great plan to prosper you, to give you hope and a future. And I had no idea in this plan of God that I would be standing in Springfield this morning. But God has this amazing plan and we, 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 you know, if we become intentional about, about that journey with Jesus and when you look at scripture and you look at the Bible, you begin to see men and women that became intentional about their journey with God, that they were effective. God used them in different ways. One of those people was the Apostle Paul. And I love, I love when, when, when he speaks about, where he communicates this intentionality about, about his life. When he, when he spoke to the Galatians, he said this, Oh my dear children, Galatians 4.19, He says, Oh my dear children, I feel as if I'm going through labor pains again and again, so that Christ will be formed in you. So that Christ will be fully developed in you. Now that that, that brings another aspect of this journey. Because not only do, do we, we have to do the will of God, the word of God, obey God and everything. Not only do we have to give our, our lives to the assignment, the purpose that God has. But he brings something to us. He says this journey is about Jesus being fully developed in me. It's about me becoming more and more like Jesus. And on this, char- on this journey, there's something on a daily basis that needs to happen on the inside of us so that something can begin to happen on the outside. Right? God wants to begin to shape our character and through the power of the Holy Spirit, He wants to begin to do some amazing things through our lives. I... Um, I... I as I, as I look to the Bible, I don't know about you, but uh, I'm sure most people kind of have their favorite character in the Bible, or one of them. And, and, and before the, this whole thing about it, the journey with Jesus becomes a daunting task, or people think like, can it really happen? We, we go to the Word of God, and you begin to see examples of how people became intentional about their journey. And one of those people that has has really kind of made a mark on my life besides Jesus was Peter. And, And the reason why I enjoy looking at the life of Peter is because I can identify with Peter. Because there's times that I feel like I really get it right. But there's other times that I get it horribly wrong. And, 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 and yet when I look at, at Peter's life, there's something that comes out that we can draw from. And let me just, let me, let me, uh, just touch uh, on a couple of those as an example this morning. One of them, I mean, when Jesus meets Peter the first time, and, and that's in Matthew chapter 14, uh, the first thing, he looks at Peter and he says, you really need a name change." Has someone ever said that to you when they meet you the first time? You know, <laughs> I think you just need a name change because <laughs> that's not good for you. And J- this is the Peter that Jesus meets that, the first time and he says, hey, you know, we've got to do some Before we even begin to do anything, we've got to change your name. And, uh, and then, you know, as, as, as Peter journeys with Jesus, uh, there's an account in Scripture that where, where Jesus comes walking on the water. You remember that? Right? He comes and walks on the, on the water, and um, uh, as he's walking on the water, Peter, Peter's the guy that says, Hey, Lord, if that's you, can I come? And uh, the amazing thing about it, he jumps out of the boat and he's, he's all gung-ho and he's, he's ready to go. And then what happens? He begins to take his eyes off Jesus. And he begins to sink. And um, isn't that, how many of you can identify with that? Because I've jumped out of the boat sometimes, so eager. God, I heard you, I, whatever. And as I'm journeying along, I kind of take my eyes of Jesus and Things start to go wrong. And, and, and then, you know, you know the, the amazing thing about that is that Jesus begins to rebuke Peter. And he says, you know, oh, you have little faith. Come on, wake up. I, 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 I battle with that passage because I, I think to myself, Lord, why didn't you rebuke the other disciples that weren't willing to jump out of the boat? Have you ever thought about that? Right? And, and Jesus Jesus rebukes Peter. But, but when, as, as Peter goes on, uh, you know, he has one of those wow moments where Jesus says, Who, who do they say that I am? And Peter comes out and says, You're the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus says, Flesh and blood has not revealed that to you, Peter, but my Father. In other words, you've had a revelation. You've had, had an encounter with, with God for that to be revealed to you. Right? How many of you have had those encounters with, with God, right? Where just in a moment, God reveals himself to you, okay? And then straight after that, immediately after that, what happens? Jesus speaks to Peter about going to the cross, and he said, that's not for you. <laughs> right? And what does, what does Jesus say? He says, get thee behind me, Satan. You've become an offense unto me, right? And, and I mean, but you know what, you know what the, the, whole, the whole deal there is? Is that Peter doesn't give up. He's intentional. He's going to follow Jesus all the way. Right? And, 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 and he has these moments of, uh, uh, the, uh, the, these, these wow moments. One of those wow moments was, you know, Jesus came to, uh, he said, you know, when, when, when Jesus spoke to the people and he, he spoke to them about the cost and everybody started leaving him. Because he said, unless you, you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you can't be a part of me. Right? Jesus says to them, he says, are you going to go too? And Peter kind of says, he says, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And he has a wow moment with with Jesus again. Right? And he's just, you know, he, what is he? He's just being intentional about Jesus. About this journey with Jesus. And then... The, the one that we talk about so often, right? Just when Jesus goes to the cross, what happens? Eh? He denies Jesus three times. And, and and it seems like everything's lost. You know what's amazing about that? Is that when you think about it, often, have you noticed how we, we tend to evaluate people? Come on, here. Uh, 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 yeah? Here. Yeah? And, 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 and in most cases I tell you something if Peter was evaluated after the denial they would have said discipleship forget about it right? but then we see Jesus coming back to Peter and he, he, three times he said Peter do you love me and he begins to restore Peter and you know, you know what's powerful about that because in Jesus restoring Peter he's saying to Peter he's saying Peter let's, let's let that go right? because the same thing that I had for you from the beginning is the same thing that I still have for you today. Come on. How many of you have, have uh, maybe even right now, this, mo- this last week or this last season, kind of feel like you messed it up, right? And you feel like this is, well, I'm kind of like a write-off. I want you to know this morning that you're not, because Jesus comes to you and, you know, He asks us one question. He says, do you still love me? I want to ask you this morning, do you still love Jesus? Because if you still love Jesus, then the plan that Jesus had for you from the beginning is still the plan that he has for you today. I've, I've kind of I've my, had my moments when, when I felt like, hey, I messed it up. But you know what? Jesus comes to us and he says, hey, do you still love me, Xavier? I say, Lord, I still love you. And, and Jesus says that three times to Peter, because I, and Peter got kind of agitated after a while, because you can see Peter's that type of guy. It doesn't take much for him to kind of get all worked up, right? And he's agitated, but you know, Jesus is establishing. He says, Peter, I just want you to know that what I had for you from the beginning is what I still have for you today. And you know, you, you, you know, uh, we come to Acts chapter 2, right? And there's Peter On the day of Pentecost. And uh, there's confusion. People think drunkenness has come. And Peter is a guy that stands up and he says, Hey, this is not what you think it is. This is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And Peter begins to speak about this Jesus. This, this, this journey that he's had with Jesus begins to speak to them about this journey. And 3,000 people get saved that day. Right? And, and, and I want to put it to you this way. It's almost like that day, Peter comes full circle. Right? From the guy that starts out that, I mean, I, I mean you meet someone for the first time and they say, I think you need a name change. Right? Uh, to this journey that he goes with Jesus. And then he comes out at that point where, where now it's almost like full circle. And he begins to speak about this Jesus. And suddenly something happens. 3,000 people come to know. Do you realize something? That, that we have got no idea that if we would be intentional about Jesus, our journey with Jesus, what, what, what God would do. I, I, I've seen God do so many things in different places. And I had no idea... That the day I gave my life to Jesus, and that night when John placed his hands over me, and, and I embraced what, what God was saying about me, and I became intentional about my journey with Jesus, I had no idea what God would do. And even as I stand here today, I've got no idea what God would do. I, I, I wouldn't have dreamt that God would place me in a, in a, in a position where, where I get to influence 10 other nations around us. I had no idea that God would do that. And so Peter kind of comes full circle with that. How many of you know this morning that God's plan for you is to come full circle? Come on. God's plan for you. If you'll become intentional about your journey with Jesus. Jesus said this in John chapter 15 and, 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 uh, and verse 8. He said, "When you listen to this. When you produce much fruit, you're my true disciples. In other words, Jesus was saying this. He says, if you will go full circle, then you are my true disciples. Listen to this for Father's Day. It says, this brings great, great glory to our Father when we go full circle. In other words, it brings a smile on God's face. When we begin to go full circle, when when we obey Him, when we begin to embrace the assignment that He has, and when we allow Jesus Christ on a daily basis to be formed in each one of us, you know, I, I wanna I wanna quickly share three things with you that, that, that I find is extremely important in my, in my life. And it's about this becoming intentional with, in our journey with Jesus. And the first thing that I realize on a day, daily basis is that it's important to become intentional about strengthening my spiritual roots every single day of my life. It's, 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 it's important, it's, it's so vital to, to strengthen my spiritual roots every day of my life. In Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 7 to 8 in the New Living Translation, um, it says this, it says, But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and their confidence. Isn't that what our journey is about? Is that we keep trusting God and we begin to build this confidence and this hope in Him. But look, look at what it says. It says, they are like trees planted along a river bank with roots that reach deep into the water. Every single day of our lives, we've got to allow our spiritual roots to, to, to reach deep into the Word of God. Because we've got to strengthen. Look at what, what here it also says why. It says, such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought, their leaves stay green, and here it comes, and they never stop producing fruit. When, when, our, when, our roots are, when our roots are strengthened by being deep in the Word of God, what the Scripture says, it says, These trees are not bothered by the heat, or worried by long months of drought. Have you, have you, have you ever had in, in your life that you've had to do without things, that you normally have, yeah. We go through we go through drought things, right? You know, I uh, we we we've been in in, in in your in your nation for a couple of weeks now, and and um, we we get a good uh, we have a very good um, in South Africa. We get a lot of international news, so we are pretty up to date with what happens. But while we were in in, in, in the in the US. Um, we saw what happened in Orlando. And we also see what happens in different places of the world. And you know, we're living in, we're living in, in diff- difficult times. We live in an awkward season, uh, time. And unless we're rooted deep in the Word of God, we can become shaky. I, I um, uh, you know, one of my hobbies is Gardening. And uh, I don't know if I got it from John, but, uh, but one of my hobbies is gardening. And, and uh, when, when, you, when, you, when you look at, uh, at gardening, it's important that uh, th- they say you've got to make sure that you feed the roots. Right? Be- even, even, even with trees, that, that root system is, is, is solid. You know why? Because sometimes there's a shaking that begins to happen. Have you noticed something? That in life often we can lose a good friend. Someone that's been around. Oh, and in a moment things can swing around. Right? And how, how do we deal with those? You know, how many, how many of you have had, a, have had a health challenge? Right? Where your health gets challenged. This, this you know, just, just a week ago... Uh, we had a couple that had served in South Africa and um, they live up in Oregon. And one of the things that the Lord had instructed uh, Heather and I, and by the way, uh, that's my beautiful wife Heather. Uh, um, Heather and I uh, planned to visit this couple. And when they had served with us, and when we walked, we walked into their home, we were kind of taken back by how their health has been affected. His wife is, is, is blind. Um, she's just had uh, one of her toes amputated. He's permanently on oxygen. And yet, when we, when we sat and we joked and we spoke about that, there's one thing that stood out for me, is that they're deeply rooted in the Word of God. And because they're rooted in God, nothing's going to shake them. No matter what comes their way. Nothing's going to shake them. Um, how many of you had um, death? Yeah? You know? Oh, uh, funny thing. I, 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 my mom died. And 18 months later, my, my dad died. And I, n- I, I never thought about this, but I was standing at the gravesite. And, uh, and it suddenly dawned on me that you eat. There's nothing behind you anymore. But you know what the amazing thing is, when we're rooted in God, we know that we, can, we, we know who we can trust, we know in whom we have confidence, and we know who we have hope in. Amen. Um, you know, there's times that we, we have fa- how many of you have had false accusation against you? Yeah. Come on. right? And and uh, but it's important. The key is be intentional about developing your spiritual roots. And, and someone someone says this. It says, delight in the Lord, day and night, and you'll be like that tree that will be planted by by the rivers that bears fruit in its season. And never with us. I love what Jeremiah, Jeremiah wrote this. In the midst of a challenging situation. Jeremiah 15 verse 16. Listen to this. He said, Your words were found and I ate them. And your word became for me a joy and the delight of my heart. You know, I want to encourage you this morning. Be intentional about strengthening your roots. And the second thing I want to speak to you about this morning is be intentional about getting rid of the the junk stuff in your life. Yeah? Be intentional. Uh, by the time that I get home, we would have been away from home for four weeks. I tell you something. I'm dreading my garden. And you know why? Because twice a week, I walk through my, through my garden praying, and uh, I often see those weeds. Right? And i got to pull them. And i got to pull them. and i got to pull them. And after four weeks, I'm going to have to go home and do some serious weeding, right? But when you think about it, think about this, right? Think about that, that, that example. Because weeds are a sign of neglect in our lives. And unless we become intentional about weeding in our lives, there's, there, there's stuff that begins to choke and infiltrate and begin to squeeze the life out of us if we don't deal with the weeds. And, um, you, you know, when, when we neglect, when we neglect the Word, when we neglect the, our prayer lives, when we neglect uh, our time with Jesus, when we neglect fellowship, when we neglect accountability, those, are, those, those weeds begin to overtake. Jesus, you remember Jesus said this when He was speaking to the disciples and, and he, was, he was teaching them about the parable of the sower and the seed. And, and He... he, he, he in, In in Luke chapter 8, the disciples battled to understand this parable when Jesus spoke about four types of of soil. But one of those those conditions that he spoke about was when when you sow seed in thorny or weed ground. Look at what he says in verse, verse 14. He says, the seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message. But all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the cares, the riches, and the pleasures of this life. And he makes an important important comment. uh, uh, He says something important. He says, when you have weeds in your life, you never grow up into maturity. Weeds hinder growth. And each one of us have to become intentional about dealing with those weeds, those concerns. How many of you know that a, a bad attitude is a weed? Yeah, You know, uh, they say, uh, attitudes are contagious. Are yours worth catching? Right? And, and, and sometimes there's those distractions, those offenses. Um, unforgiveness is a weed. And let me say to you this morning that, that as a pastor, offense and unforgiveness often in so many people's lives are weeds that kind of choke the life. Out of not only you as a person, but begin to choke the life out of God's plan and purpose for your life. I've had I've had enough opportunity to be offended. Have you? Right, right. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, as a pastor, I, sometimes I feel like saying to people, uh, you know, if I haven't offended you, just hang in there. I'll get to you sometime. Right. And, 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 and these weeds choke the life. And, 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 and you know, Proverbs 4.23, one of my, my, verse, my life verses. Guard your heart. You know why? Because it determines the outcome of your life. If you don't deal with the weeds in your heart, it's going to begin to affect not only your life, your relationships, but it begins to affect the plan and purpose that God has for, God has for you. How much effort does it take to grow weeds? Uh, all you need to is just to be alive. And weeds, weeds, be, but how, do, how, how much effort does it take to grow fruit? You know, you've got to strengthen the roots. You've got to constantly feed, you know, because you've got to become intentional, not only about Strengthening your roots. But you've got to become intentional about that stuff that just kind of seems to attach itself. I mean, every time, every time. this is why God places us in, in, a, in a church family. Because every time you begin to rub shoulders, there's potential. There's either potential of blessing or there's that potential where weeds can begin to come up just so quickly. And isn't it sad how often people carry those things for years and years and years and years. You know, they found, they found out that a lot of medical conditions, there's a connection often towards people walking in unforgiveness and not dealing with offenses in their lives because they're weeds. Okay. You see, weeds choke a walk with Jesus. You know, um, have you identified some of the weeds in your life? Come on. Have you? that come up every, every now and then? You know, I, I, I know when I become agitated for really nothing, you know, that, that there's something that needs to be dealt with, right? You know, when I become frustrated at things that I wouldn't, under normal circumstances, would not become frustrated or agitated with. You know, you, you, you know, you know what's the powerful thing about marriage? Is God gives you the Holy Spirit and a wife. And marriage was never meant to make us comfortable. It was meant to make us holy. And often your wife can see the weeds long before you can see the weeds. (laughs) (laughs) I can see Jay (laughs) acknowledging. But but let me just say this to you this morning: that important. When we don't deal with the weeds, what was non-negotiable suddenly becomes acceptable. When you don't deal with the weeds in your mouth. Know, quickly, number, number three. I want to say it's important to be intentional. Not only about strengthening your roots, dealing with that stuff in your life, but it's important to, to cooperate with God's process in your journey. How many of you know that God's ways are not our ways? God does things completely different. I mean, I, I try, have you tried to map out how God needs to do something? Let me tell you something, you're in for the greatest frustrating ride of your life. Because I, don't know if, I don't know if he just wakes up and says, I'm going to change the whole plan, or if he just had it like that from the beginning. But you know what, Jesus said this in John chapter 15, and he lets us into this process. He says, I'm the, great fi- I'm the, I'm the true grapevine, my father's the gardener. And then he says, he says, get to grips with God's process he cuts off every branch that does not produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit why so they'll they'll become more fruitful and he lets us into that you know pruning pruning is, is kind of a uh, it's it's not a nice process and uh, recently, uh, I, 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 I was blessed in, in, in an amazing way that I'm sure most uh, pastors would feel so blessed by. Is that uh, I had a lady, they've been in our church for a while, and she came, back, came up to me one Sunday and said, Pastor, I'm passionate about gardening. Do you think I can take over the gardens of the church? And I said, Amen. Because someone was taking something, you know, she's going to just care for it. And, uh, and, and she pulled up in there, and I thought we weren't going to have a garden anymore. Because the first thing she started to do was just cutting stuff down. and I mean, I thought we in for a concrete patch. But let me tell you something. You know, what, you know what's amazing? is what the garden looks like today. Because she knew for it to become better and fruitful, some things had to go. It's amazing how often we hold on to some things that God feels needs to go. I think John you spoke about one of you guys spoke about it this morning that often and 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 you know often we don't see it as dead. Right? But but God comes in and he cuts off the dead stuff that that needs to go. And um, uh, uh, some of those things I'm, I'm holding on to for dear life, and it's got to go. Hey, you, do you realize something? That sometimes uh, there's some people that God has to remove out of your life. Come on. Sometimes God has to remove some people out of your life. And, and the reason for that is so that they can be better people, and so that you can become better at what God has asked for you. You know, we, we, pl- we planted a church in, in, uh, in Cape Town and, and uh, this, is, this is one of the difficult ones and is, is often when God is doing something really nice and then He begins to prune it. And we, we got to a point where, it's, you know, when you plant a church, you just get to that point where it seems like something cool is beginning to happen and guess what? I said, Lord, you don't have to touch that now. Right? but he started pruning. And I didn't understand it in the moment, but now I get to look at it, that it was important for him. And even in our lives, there's some things that God needs, God needs to prune. And um, you know, God uses challenges, he uses circumstances, and most of it he uses people. Let me encourage you this morning. You're encouraged today, right? You know, be intentional about your journey with Jesus. Be intentional about strengthening your roots. Dealing with the stuff that needs to be dealt with, and most of all be intentional about God, about cooperating with God, the Holy Spirit wants to take us on this journey so that we can we can become more fruitful and get rid of the stuff that god has that God, that god does not have for us. Would you bow your heads this morning, and close your eyes?